Lord be with you. And with your Let us pray together the Colette. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Anybody else out there? Yeah. You can stay. Lord, we're just so thankful for these gifts you've given us, these children that you've allowed us to raise. And we pray, Lord, that as we send them to learn your word, that they'll become stronger and stronger, mightier and mightier warriors in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning's first reading comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 12, starting in verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this river bank and the other on that river bank. And one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left to the heaven, and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be fulfilled. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 16. We'll read it by the half verse. Preserve me, O God. O oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, They are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have good inheritance. 
I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol. You will show me the path of life. Your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our second reading this morning is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 19, commencing. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 13, beginning at verse 5. And Jesus, answering them, began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled. For such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils, and you shall be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. 
Now, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. The gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Christ. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we're thankful that we can come before you and we can worship you, Lord. We can approach your throne with boldness, Lord, and we can hear what it is you have to say. Lord, send your Holy Spirit to all of us, both to me as I speak, Lord, the words you put on my heart, but also to all that are here, that they can hear what it is you're saying, Lord, and be touched by your presence. We ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. In honor of Father Joseph. I was thinking about that. I could do a Father Joseph and yell, but that might blow the microphones out. I miss that guy. <laughs> um, glad to see you, Mr. Schrock. Nice to have a pretty face here. Haven't seen you in a while. So this last few days, we've been in Palm Desert at the uh, men's retreat. Uh, it was a very good retreat. Uh, I'm not going to summarize everything um, that we said, because some of it was for men only. I, I teased a little bit. Um, but the scriptures <laughs> kind of repeated a lot of what we said. So we'll get to that at the end. But I was uh, very touched by uh, how the scriptures kind of match up to a lot of the things that we talked about. So I want to start off with, I have multiple pages of notes. And I'm sorry, hope you don't mind that. That doesn't mean I'm going to go for an hour or two. It just means I've got to sort a lot of papers. Um, I've been meditating on these scriptures for the last three or four weeks. I printed them up, knowing I saw on my calendar that I was supposed to preach after the men's retreat. And it says, Bishop Kester says, I thought the retreat went really well. He says, well, let's see how I wrap it up today. <laughs> let's hope that it uh, touches your heart as the retreat touched most of us at the retreat. In Matthew 28, this is called the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a mighty big task. That's a pretty heavy obligation. How the heck are we, this small little church, going to fulfill that? I mean, we have a hard time dealing with this little surf town of San Clemente. <laughs> and we're going to baptize the nations, convert them, make them disciples? How is that going to happen, right? And so, <laughs> but I have to think back, who was he talking to when he said that? He was talking to 11 disciples on a mountaintop. Because he's getting ready to ascend up into heaven. 11. We got more than 11 here. Now, a few days later, they met in the upper room at Acts. Chapter 1, it talks about there was about 120 that were in the upper room. The disciples, they had replaced Judas with Matthias. I think is now you pronounce his name, Matthias. Uh, Mary, his mom, uh, his sisters and brothers. So they had about 120 up in the upper room. And what happened? The Lord Jesus told them to tarry until I imbue, with, imbue you with power from on high. And he sent the Holy Spirit down. 
And we have the depiction in the back. And I, I love looking at that. There's the 12 disciples and Mary. And the Holy Spirit's come down and you got flames of fire on their heads. And they spoke in many tongues. And Peter preached a sermon that brought in 3,000 in one day. We can't do that here. Our windows are not big enough for 3,000 to hear everything I said. Now, Jesse put speakers outside and we broadcasted and put, maybe we could get, you know, 1,000, but 3,000, that was a lot in one day. But it wasn't because Peter was such a great guy. He received the power of the Holy Spirit. So what are we supposed to do here, here at St. Michael's? In Zechariah 4.10, it says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. This little church here at St. Michael's has already had a worldwide impact. And those of us who walk through it, we're just like trying to keep up with the phone calls and the people showing up, some good, some a little weird. There was a lot of things that went on during that time, but this denomination grew and it impacted people around the world. We didn't make disciples of all the nations, but something started. The work has begun. Don't despise where God has, has used us already. But what does he want to do right now, right? Um, really, it boils, that boils down to being responsible for yourself. You need to be paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. You be a disciple. You need to be exactly who God has created you to be, who God has called you to be. Just be the best you you can be. That's the first step, just do that. And we talked about that at the retreat. Don't think that you were born in the wrong time or the wrong place. You're exactly where God put you. You need to be that. That's where you start. Okay, see, that was page one. Don't feel bad, okay? These last four days, as the men met, uh, the Western Diocese, really. And so we had people from Henderson. We had people from uh, Christ the Healer down in Oceanside. We had a lot of new people, a lot of interesting people. We had some uh, young guys. I was just really tickled to get to meet some of these guys. Um, and Bishop Kester spoke a word to begin, to kick things off on Thursday. And he gave us, what is our responsibility as men? Study the Word of God. Know what you believe. Seek the Lord to where you should go and the way that you should go. And then lead those whom God has given you. Now, as men, a lot of us have families. And we have our, you know, we're the head of the household and the priest of our household. But everybody needs to do these responsibilities. Even the kids can seek the Lord. And they have influence. I was talking about my son, Levi. He has influence in his class. Sometimes good, mostly. <laughs> On the football field, we played flag football. He was a leader out there. <laughs> you should have seen him telling those kids where to go on defense. No, 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 you. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. We had a blast. But everybody can be an influencer around those around them. So these responsibilities are good. Well, in these strange and perilous times, it's difficult and discouraging to see the world around us. Overwhelming most of the time. Even when we the one where you begin to lose a little bit of hope, a little bit of uh, maybe confidence in oneself. I know, because I felt that. 
how in the heck am I going to deal with this? I've got two teenage girls in high school right now. Wow. That's a challenge. Me and I have been talking about it. He says, they seem to be pulling away a little bit. You know, they're, they're getting so caught up with their friends. And they're not bad friends. But it's just, it's, it's a difficult battle, especially going through high school. And I remember when I went through high school, I had some rough times. Mom and dad had divorced, and I was, <clears throat> our football team was terrible. It was just all these things were very difficult, right? For a young man, that's hard, you know? <laughs> and so you struggle through things. And as parents, you're trying to help them and raise them up and stuff, but it's, it's difficult. And as parents, you get a little discouraged because you're like, am I losing them? What's, what's going on? I, le- I let my girls go to watch a concert last night. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, what can happen at a concert? Well, we just heard about it. a terrible tragedy down in Houston. A tragedy, you know, and, and there was a lot of people responsible, but it was just a terrible tragedy. People lost their lives in the crowd, in the, the mosh pits, or whatever it is what they were doing. And, uh, and so you're, you're a little worried sending your kids out. And you wonder, have I done enough? Have I taught them enough? Have I, have I prepared them for this? You know, so you're kind of wrestling with this. And then you look in the Scriptures. And you think, maybe we should look in the Scriptures and see if there's something that talks about this. Second Timothy 3. Paul's talking to one of his uh, young bishops, if you will. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, Lord have mercy, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. These also resist the truth. Does this sound familiar? I thought our time was the worst and it's funny, I had forgotten about this scripture when I said perilous times, perilous people. And I just did a search, and this scripture popped up, and I go, oh, maybe I've heard that before. <laughs> but these are perilous times. These are difficult times. It's just so important to stay in the Word of God because that gives you perspective. Okay, yeah, it's difficult right now. There's a lot of crazy things going on. But we've been through this before. And I say we, the church. The kingdom of God has been through difficult times before. They're not burning us at the stake. They're not, we don't have a coliseum where we're getting eaten by lions yet. Could happen. I think they've probably thought of it. But it is difficult, right? All of us have a responsibility to be in the Word of God so that you don't get so discouraged. These last few days while we were out there, I had realized ahead of time, and I was, like I said, I was praying about and meditating on the scriptures and trying to get ready for this. And I thought, well, I'll just tell them, oh, yeah, we went to the men's retreat. And I had this thought, well, so what? Why was that important? And I realized that I had kind of gotten out of sorts myself. I had kind of gotten a little discouraged or disheartened, uh, a little flagging in zeal, <laughs> not really like, like, what is going on? I said, I need a boost to my faith. That's a good reason to go to the men's retreat. Well, this week, I got to tell you, I got that boost of faith. I got things that got me juiced up. Wait, is that a good word? I don't think I can say it. That's uh, steroids, not, not steroids. I got excited. I'll say that. That's a nice, safer word. <laughs> I got excited about what God's doing in the kingdom of God. Now, why? Um, I tell you why. It says, I got to meet Jesus. 
Can't do any worse than that, right? What does it say in Matthew 18:20? For two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. We came and assembled as men of God, and Jesus was there. He was there in the group. God's promises are true, and amen, yes. But I also saw Jesus in the men that were there, in the individual men. The speakers, I'll talk about them. How about these old guys? Sorry. The, the gentlemen that are more mature. Bishop Kessler. Father Jim House. Father Jim Younce, they spoke, and you heard the word of God, and you saw Jesus and the work that he had done in these men's lives. In the scriptures today, it talked about the wise will understand. These men are wise. They understand, and they gave me a good understanding, a good encouragement, the words that they brought, the responsibilities. Oh, yeah, that's right. I tell you what got, really, got me really excited. We had a couple of young bucks that spoke. Deacon, oh, now Father. John House, from up in Henderson. He did a great job. I tell you, for those of you who are not ordained, something happens when the bishop lays hands on you. I remember in me, I was like, oh, (laughs) overwhelming, the the burden of responsibility. But there's just something, and John, you could see, it really was just an amazing message that he brought. Very encouraging about what God is doing in his life. You've got to move. Only the dead stay still. You've got to move. Act. It was a really good word. And I know it was hard for him to move to Henderson, but God led him there. And when he submitted to God's will, what a blessing in his life. And that anointing is on him in such a powerful way. It was very exciting. And then Deacon Jesse, my son, gave a great word about a movie, Free Guy. I haven't seen it yet. I saw the tail end of it, but I want to see the beginning because it's even the, the trailer is funny enough, you know, so you know, I want to see the whole thing. But there was a tremendous message that Jesse was able to discern in what they put in that movie. It was very exciting in terms of, wow, God's speaking, and God is moving in these young men. There's a transformation that's taking place. When Jesse was 10, I would not have seen him preaching. Yeah, maybe not to a church. (laughs) He had been up front talking to somebody because he did that even in in kindergarten. You took over kindergarten or preschool. They're in preschool. My my sister-in-law tells a story that they're in preschool doing something, and they all got their hands and they're going in the circles, and Jesse just takes over. Okay, everybody stop. And everybody, including the teachers, all just stopped and waited. Okay, now we can go. <laughs> but there's a transformation taking place in his life and in John's life. I saw Jesus in them. And that's a very exciting thing to know. But our church doesn't have to rely on those of us of the older generation living to be 120 and run the place. We got young guys. And that's exciting. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Verse 4, there's a, 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 it's a scripture that I pray every week. And it's kind of my secret weapon, which is not a secret now. But Paul is writing to Timothy again, and he says, 
when I came to you, I came not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, that your faith wouldn't be on men, but it would be on the power of God. I saw a demonstration of the Spirit's power in all of these men's lives. I saw Jesus. My faith is not in men. My faith is in the power of God at work in these guys' lives. In the Hebrews, the reading today, I want to read it and kind of go through it and just talk about it briefly. But it really kind of summarizes a lot of what we talked about up there at the retreat. And I thought it was just so powerful. Hebrews 10, verse 19, commencing. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence, or we have boldness to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Now, that's a sentence that, if you're a Jew, this will rock your world. The holy places, the holy of holy in the temple that they had, both in the, in the wilderness and then in Jerusalem at the time, the holy of holies was the place set aside where they had the, the mercy seat and they had this veil that was they described it as four inches thick of fine linen and yarn and embroidered with angels and, you know, the cherubim. And it was 30 feet wide and 60 feet tall. And nobody went back into the Holy of Holies. Because that, in the wilderness, when they were traveling, remember, they were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And the Lord God led them through the wilderness. And it was centered over that Holy of Holies. And then it was in Jerusalem the high priest went in there once a year on the Day of Atonement. And he had to do a special cleaning and washing and special garments. And he had to do the blood of a bull for his sins and the blood of a goat for the sins of the people. And he went in there with incense, lots of incense, prayers of the people. And he went in there once a year to make atonement for the sins of the people for one year. And he did that every year. That was the high priest's job. That changed right there on the cross. Jesus came as one sacrifice for all time. And when he said, it is finished, that veil was torn from top to bottom. It ripped apart just as Jesus, his body was torn. That's why it says the veil was his flesh. He opened the way for every one of us to come into the Holy of Holies. Every one of us can come in to the presence of the living God. This is not like the Jewish faith. This is the new covenant that he has bought for us at a high cost. But to him it was worth it because he wants us to come into his presence. Verse 20, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, Jesus is our high priest, the order of Melchizedek, and he lives to make intercession for us. Day in and day out. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's at the right hand of God. Since he's made a way through his blood, and since he's our high priest, then, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of our faith. What a great promise. That phrase has just stuck with me all week, last four weeks. I've been reading that phrase. That phrase just jumps out of me. Let us draw near. With a true heart and full assurance of faith. No mask. Don't hide behind anything else. Fully authentic you. 
Come with your doubts. Come with your fears. Come with your questions. That's okay. He's big enough to handle your weakness. Come with a true heart. Ask him a real question. Don't ask him how many angels dance on the head of a pin. Don't be silly. Come with a real question. God, why? Why did I lose my son at such a young age? Why did my daughter lose her baby? Why? Why does this have to happen? Come with the real questions to the throne of God and let him meet your needs. Let him answer. He may not give you an answer like, oh, the answer for angels is 3,400. No, he's not going to give you an answer like that, but he's going to meet you where you are. And know this, that our hearts are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies are washed with pure water. That's why baptism is such a powerful thing that gives you entrance into the kingdom of God. And you can always go back to the devil and say, hey, no, I've been washed clean. Now we forget because we get busy. We get out in the world. That's why we have holy water fonts back by the back door and off to the side door here. We don't have one over here, so come in these doors. Dip your finger in the water. Make the sign of the cross. Remind yourself that you've been cleaned from an evil conscience and your bodies have been washed with pure water. He's paid the price. You're in the kingdom of God. If you kind of stopped doing that, remember, dip your finger in the holy water. Make the sign of the cross. Coming and going. Remind yourself. If you still need a better reminder, come to the sacrament of confession. We've got enough priests in here to hear your confession. We'll find a way. We'll find a time, a place. But the sacrament of confession is so powerful. I was telling somebody, and I like to tell them this when I, when I hear people's confession, is that sacrament, that anointing is so powerful, it reaches down to the full depths of your heart. It covers everything. There's nothing that God won't forgive. Things you remember, things you don't remember. If you're struggling with something and you have a hard time overcoming something, come let the priest pray for you. Confess your sins. Let that sacrament have its perfect work in you. God wants to set you free. So you can come to the throne with boldness, with confidence, full assurance of faith and a true heart. In verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. There's a song we sing. My confidence, my confidence is in his faithfulness. It's not in me. It's not in how much you remember. I didn't remember my scripture verse today. Oh, no. It's in God's faithfulness. When I'm going to stand up here and preach, you think I'm trusting in my ability to get through what I did? No. Not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. God is faithful. Verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another with love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. There's a reason we come together. And it's not just to encourage one another, but it's to approach the throne of grace. Come. 
You want to be in the Holy of Holies. You want to come to the feet of Jesus, to his presence. So when you come today and you receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ, know that you're coming with boldness and confidence. Your evil conscience sprinkled clean and your body's washed. Full assurance of faith and you come to the presence of God. And let that encourage you. Come meet Jesus. He's here. He's here in the people around you. You need to look at people a little different sometimes. I know Jesus is in there somewhere. Let's help you get it out. Let's work on these things. But come. I know there are those who can't come. People who are home. God will meet you where you are. Cry out to the Lord. Pray to him. And say, Lord, how can I make it back to church? This COVID knocked everybody for a loop. I know that uh, Bishop Bates got COVID and has been in quarantine in Moab, Utah. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord bless him and heal him completely, him and Kathy. So there's seasons we go through when we can't come. But don't let the enemy convince you that you can't come once you're past that. When the opportunity arises, find a way. Come to church. It's important. Because you're coming to meet people. You're coming to be encouraged, to be stirred up to love and good works. And you're coming to the presence of the living God because he is here. Yeah, I'm encouraged now. I got my boost. And I'm excited to see what God's doing here in this little church. And the things we can do in the community around us. You live your life and things happen. But people will see how you respond because God is with you. And it will change their lives. You know that phrase? Everywhere you go, preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. Most of the time it's necessary. Don't use that as a cop-out. <laughs> Be willing to use words. Just say, Lord, what can I do? I want to be a light in the darkness. Amen? Amen. Let's continue by affirming our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. 
I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Holy Catholic Church, that we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. May we praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your empty kingdom. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I give you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church, and give us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign now and forever. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn, greet your neighbor with peace. Peace. Okay, so the announcements this morning, there is, uh, what, six weeks till Christmas? (laughs) How many? Six, I think. Six? Yeah, my kids started playing Christmas music on November 1st. They had a playlist that said, play this November 1st. So people are already thinking about this, Bishop, so I guess we should too. Wow. (laughs) I have a couple of announcements, though, prior to that. Um, we still have our mission offering that we're doing in the month of November yep. for all the missions, part of the CEC, our, di- our, uh, our entire denomination. Uh, men, I know you just came to the men's retreat. There's one more men's event this month, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, where we meet here uh, and just meet together about some of the business of our church a lot it's, of times. Yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, where we discuss the state of the state and... Uh, just have a time together. We pray for the state of the church while the ladies are home fixing the goodies for the day after. And then last, but very close to my heart, I have a lot of veterans and active duty uh, service members in my family. And I know we have a lot in our church family too. So uh, this is Veterans Day weekend, and we are so thankful to those who give their lives uh, in service to our country. Amen. Amen. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship. 
and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Thank you. 
We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. Come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here to come to the table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we'll proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory. And we join in their unending hymn of praise. Indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave thanks. He broke and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. And when and Christ, Christ will come, come again. again, in memory of his death and resurrection, 
We offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of our clergy. Remember those especially who are sick, infirmed, in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up our patriarch and his wife, Kathy, today, Lord, who have uh, come down with the illness. We pray, Lord, you just restore them fully in every way, in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up Susan and Carl and Connie and Serena and Naomi and Sonia, Sandra, Tammy, Maria, Kyla, Jean, and Mario, Patrick and Laura, Robert, the Lim family, the Mountain family, the Giovanni family, the McManus family. We hold up Matthew, Lord, who's... Uh, going into surgery right now. Lord, we pray that there will be perfect, a perfect surgery by the perfect hands of the, the perfect surgeons. We hold up the Marines and the sailors at Camp Pendleton and all those who serve around the world in the armed services. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God. You take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Are you coming back to us, Mary, or just visiting? We love you and we miss you so much. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle to be our protection against the wickedness snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel, God is in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. Thanks be to God. He loves you. He's forgiven you. He's not mad at you. And he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Don't you leave him. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen.